Hi there. We are so glad to see you here in our little town. You may have heard of us before, and while you can't believe everything you read, we hope you are prepared to enjoy your stay. Because here, anything can happen. So, lock your doors, set aside your assumptions, broaden your mind, and enjoy your trip to Superstition. Episode 5, Best Kept Locked. Yes. Yes, Mrs. Gonzalez, I am writing this down. Like I did last week. Yes, I promise. No. No, you don't have to call my father. He doesn't work here. I know you've known him forever, but... Look, hear that? That's me, writing. But, Mrs. Gonzalez, if it's that thing again, you know that there isn't anything the police can do to... (sighs) Alright, Mrs. Gonzalez, go ahead then. Okay. Four feet tall. Uh Uh-huh. Claws. Like a dog? (sighs) No, I guess dogs don't have scales, do they? And you saw it climb over the back fence. No? Uh, Oh, it hopped. Like a kangaroo. Right. Mrs. Gonzalez, have you called animal control? If it was a mountain lion, or a coyote, or... (sighs) No, I don't know if they have any idea how to catch one, but I'll, uh... (sighs) We'll look into it. You too. Bye bye. <sighs> no, I don't have any idea if animal control knows how to humanely sedate a chupacabra, and I don't plan to find out, because they are not real. Wow, above and beyond the call of duty. Is that the motto of the Superstition PD? How'd you get in here? How long have you been standing there? Did you hear all of that? came in through the front door. Someone has a chupacabra problem? Yeah, she thinks it's killing her chickens. Aren't they supposed to like goats? I I don't claim to be an expert. But you still wrote down its description on your little notepad there. Look, horns, claws, scales like a lizard, glowing red eyes. Her son is married to my sister. I couldn't not pick up the phone. Personally, I think she should just invest in a better fence. You shouldn't be reading that anyway. Confidential cryptid notes in there, Agent Mulder? Get off my desk. You're sitting on my in-tray. Well, I thought it struck the right kind of charmingly annoying note for our burgeoning cop-consultant dynamic. That implies we have a playful relationship. Ugh, you're breaking my heart. What are you doing here, anyway? Meeting Simon Malay. He's talking to your chief of police right now, and he asked me to meet him when he's done. Uh, well, I don't hear yelling, so I suppose it could be going worse. They don't get along? Uh, Not so much. You probably want to remove your unruly civilian ass from my desk for real now. Should I? Why? And let me know if you hear anything, either of you. (laughs) Oh. Don't you worry about that. We will be in touch. She'll come back, Jenny. She hasn't so far, so I hope you're right. Oh, 
Hello, Detective. Hi, Tom. A real crowd out here. Looks like trouble. Chief Flora Gonzalez thinks an animal broke into her garden again. Tell her to call animal control. That's what I... Are we allowing civilians to loiter in the office now? No. Uh, I was just about to escort her... Off your desk and out the front door? Yes, sir. Let me introduce myself first. I'm Police Chief Mark O'Connell. You must be the private eye I've heard so much about. That's me. I didn't expect you to stay in town long when I heard Jennifer hired you. St. James, was it? Still is. I really didn't expect you to start poking your nose into people's business. What did you expect me to do, then? I expect you to stay out of the way of our investigation. That depends on where your investigation goes. There's an order to how things proceed in this town, and it's my job to keep that order. It does not account for nosy private eyes who stick their fingers where they aren't wanted and start turning over stones best left where they are. Am I clear? Uh, Crystal. It might be best you don't keep trying at what you're looking for. What exactly do you think I'll find? Sir? Get her out of here. Yes, sir. That went tremendously well. Thanks so much. I have this inherent likability that attracts authority figures to me like flies. I've never liked him. He used to chase Kate and me in his cruiser when we'd shoot the stop signs outside town with BB guns. You did that? Her idea. <laughs> yeah, their mom is the one who taught him how to shoot. Well, you bought us the guns. BB guns for preteen girls, Uncle Simon. Really. What? Gotta know how to handle yourself. Tom, do you have time to walk around the corner? I'll get you a latte. I mean, I really shouldn't, uh, but... I mean, I can get you a coffee. I should go back to work, but... Uh... Well, walk with me while you make up your mind. Yeah, right. Coffee. And you... Don't get into too much trouble without me. Have fun catching your chupacabra. It's not mine. And it's not real. Ugh. I guess I should apologize for last night. You don't need to explain yourself to me. I understand the urge to put your fist in someone's eye when things aren't going well. Are you being sarcastic? Not at all. Huh. <laughs> Well, then you'll understand me saying that I still want to put my fist through Captain O'Connell's eye. I did pick up on that. A little. If this was someone else's family, it might be different. His kids definitely would be. But it's just those kooky malaise causing trouble. Again. He said that? Didn't have to. It's right there on his face. Like, we're an inconvenience asking him to do his damn job. <laughs> he seems like a hard-ass. Oh, don't get any ideas about flying under the radar, either. O'Connell, well, he sees everything that goes on in this town. When did you see Kate last? Why are you asking? I'm just trying to figure out who might know more. Huh. Well, I saw her the day before. Looked at her car, actually. I don't trust it. She was going to drive it to California, so I changed the oil and checked her tire pressure, you know, the usual. Nobody's found a damn thing. 
It's hard to miss. That could mean she's in it. I mean, driving it. You're the detective. How'd she seem? Did she say anything weird? Excited about her trip? I asked her to call when she got on the road, and, well, she said she'd remember. Don't know what Jenny told you, but, uh... She said they had a fight, and that it's not entirely out of the ordinary for Kate to do things her own way. Do things her own way. Yeah. That's Kate. Jenny, you've met her. Even killed, even as a girl. Kate, kind of the opposite. Did she seem weird? Lord knows, I love her, but she's always been a little strange. Could you be more specific? Uh, Well, just kooky. She's always pushed the boundary of what she can get away with and the kind of thing that makes people look at you funny, you know? She's also never really cared what anyone thinks about her. It sounds like you care about her a lot. (sighs) Their dad died when they were little. He's a good man, good friend of mine. That left Elaine to raise them all by herself. I helped as best as I could, but... (sighs) I'm not great at it, but... At least I was there. Yeah, at least you were there. Look, Jenny's always been the kind to jump to the worst conclusions, but I can't help but think that she's right this time. Nothing is the way it should be. Where do you think she is? That's why you're here, isn't it? And I think you have a guess, don't you? (sighs) Well, Kate's... Kate's always been curious. As a little kid, she was always asking uncomfortable questions just to get a rise out of you. Just to see what would happen. Well, you know the type. Pushes boundaries, like I said. Right to the edge of things. Sometimes going over the boundary has consequences. Sometimes things aren't made to be broken. Uh, was hoping you'd give me something a little more concrete to work with. If I knew where she was, you think I'd be wasting my time talking to you? Probably not. Simon? Yeah? Are there going to be consequences if I start asking uncomfortable questions to see what will happen? The things we do always have consequences. You just gotta hope they're ones you can live with. Sam St. James kept me up all night. This town was the last place I expected to ever think about one of my dad's weirder hobbies. He got really into genealogy when I was eight or nine and found out all kinds of things about his relations, including the fact that he could trace his family back to a Union Army battalion based out of New York. If dad knew a journal like this existed, he didn't tell me about it. I couldn't rule out that it was a fake, but reading it, I felt like I'd actually met Sam, a gruff man quiet on the outside, but full of thoughts, documenting a strange journey somewhere new. So I did what I figured would make my dad proud. I went to the library to learn more. Oh. Hey, Jack. They set you up with a library card? Where'd you materialize from? Are you following me? Yep. Still stalking you. I'm returning my stuff for my dad. He's probably the only person in the world who still uses a VHS player. That's sweet of you. What are you reading? You're interested when you're not on the clock. (laughs) 
Got it. Might be. <sighs> I'm trying to find out more about the people in the journal. Samuel St. James could be fiction, honestly. But the other guy? Oliver Bishop? Real person. Actually kind of famous. Where'd you find out about him? Well, the journal makes him sound like kind of a quack. It's all relative. Yeah, but it doesn't sound like he was all Ouija boards and summoning fairies. He wrote about some of that stuff, but he also wrote about abolishing slavery and women's rights. Really spooky for 1870. How did you find this out? There's a chapter in a book about him. About Boston spiritualists? About unsolved mysteries from the 1800s. I'm interested. Well, it sounds like he was obsessed with uncovering mysteries, and he tried to debunk people's theories on the occult as often as he'd talk about his own experiences with it. He wrote hundreds of articles, everything from voting rights to finding El Dorado. Was he trying to prove what went unsolved? He wasn't trying to solve a mystery. He was the mystery. You ready for this? Should I be? He went missing, mysteriously, in 1871. You're kidding me. He was traveling west on an expedition, and he never came back. You're telling me that someone left you an account of the end of this man's life? I'm not entirely convinced this isn't a really elaborate prank. To be honest, I think it's more unlikely that someone went through the trouble of researching and creating a fake journal about a real man's disappearance and gave it to you as a prank than it is that all of this is actually real. If it is real, why would someone want me to get it? What's in that journal? I think you have to keep reading and find out. I feel strange even thinking this, but you're asking it. I can tell. You want to know. Did I think that journal, not just any history, but my family's, my own, had been sent to me by my parents? Left behind somehow for me to find all these years later. It sounds ridiculous when you say it like that. My dad had loved it when he discovered he was a descendant of someone who fought for the Union. He went all in, looked up his name and occupation, his regiment. When he died... I can picture his excitement, how he'd want to share it with me. That doesn't seem so ridiculous, does it? So if I wanted to learn more about the town's history, where else would I look? Artemisia Smith wrote a book about it. Didn't sell well. People in town think it's not very flattering, but I think the library has a copy anyway. They hide it near the almanacs. Almanacs, huh? I appreciate a woman who knows things about the growing season and the phases of the moon. I can tell. Come on, I'll show you. Gotta get my dad some more Wodehouse. Glamorous. Hey, not all of us are big city girls. And you're hanging around the library, too. <laughs> you know, my mom used to say that libraries are places where magical things become physical. Which is why you have to be quiet when you're in them. She probably just said that so I'd shut up, though. Over here? Yeah, that's the shelf. That's a pretty wild thing to tell a kid. Yeah, she had some odd ideas. I don't see the history section, just these almanacs. Is it through this door? Door? 
Ah, it's locked. Guess not. What is it? Utility closet? No, I mean, where did it come from? The door store? I come to this library all the time, and I've never seen a door here before. You want to go in the closet. (laughs) Is this a metaphor? It wasn't here last week. The door in question was tucked behind a bookshelf in a far corner. The shelf might originally have been blocking it, actually, which would account for the fact that Isabella was staring at it like she expected Jack the Ripper to pop out of it. It didn't look like much of anything, just an ordinary door with a metal handle, but Izzy was rattled, and that made me uneasy. If this is a Doctor Who thing, I am out. I was promised no aliens. It's locked. I have an idea, but you've really got to want to know what's inside. Do you think we should open it? If you're asking me that question, then you already know what you're going to do. Then yes, I do. Stand back. <clears throat> what is wrong with you? We're in a library. I can't afford to get banned from the library. You wanted me to open it. Now it's open. That's problem solving. Property damage wasn't quite what I had in mind. I'm thinking outside the box. Go on, check it out. It's... It is just a closet. Ah, there's nothing in it. It's a little room, look. Maybe don't just go in. Uh, Okay? I don't get it. Why lock this up if there isn't anything inside to take? Unless... It was trying to keep something in. Get out of there before you get told off by someone elderly. Let them try. There's nothing in here. See for yourself. None of this makes any sense. Empty. That door looks heavy, too. This would be a really awful place to get. Don't you dare. Stuck? Oh, fuck you. You had to say something, didn't you? I didn't shut it. You kicked off the door handle. Watch it! Your elbow's in my spleen! Isabella! Don't... The door won't budge. I don't have enough room to move over. Ow! Hold on! It's pitch black in here! Your shoulder is in my face! Then move your face! Look, breaking your hand on the door isn't gonna help. You're right. There's a line between talking about weird and getting sucked into it, and I don't like jumping over it. Be zen. Okay? Breathe in. Like you're seeing a sunset, and out, like you're taking a big shit. I'm gonna kick your ass. That's better. Okay. My phone's here. Look, let's see. It looks smaller with the lights on. At least now you can see the wall you're yelling at. Look at it. It's sealed shut. I think there was a demon in here. Now is not the time. Think I can break it open? With what? Your head? Wait. Looks like a lever. Can you reach it? Not without turning around. Can you reach your arm under mine and behind me? Yeah. You need another inch. God, you're short. God, you're tall. Got it. What the hell? (gasps) A secret passage. Fresh air. We're amazing. Like Lewis and Clark, but of the library. Oh, they should give us our own TV show with a theme song. Sometimes. There's a whole system of tunnels that run underneath town. 
Oh. They were built for migrant workers to construct City Hall in the 1900s. Or opium dens. Or a bordello, depending on which story you believe. A lot of them are maintenance tunnels now, but I guess they were used for illegal card games and bootlegging. You're serious? Come on, before the walls collapse or something. There's a fork in the path here. Oh, shit. Well, that's just great. And I've got no cell phone service. Where the hell do you think we are? I have no idea. Are there any old mine shafts around town we could pop out of? If we were living in a bad western novel, maybe. But I'm not the villain and you're not a tavern wench, so stop horsing around and help me figure out which way to go. This isn't just a tunnel, is it? I said there's a whole system of them, didn't I? It's a maze. When you say things out loud, if I worry it makes them real. Ah, uh, look. See the dust on the ground here? Footprints. Someone came through here. Recently. Don't do that. I'm just stating the facts. Think someone's running an opium den? There's something written on the wall here. Please, please tell me that's brown paint and not... No. Oh, thank God. It's not paint. Someone drew an arrow on the wall here in blood. X marks the spot. What? Nothing. Do you think it's the kind of arrow that's pointing the way out, or one that's giving directions to the friendly neighborhood axe murderer? If you're about to suggest we split up, I'm hitting you on the head and carrying you out over my shoulder. I'm not. I'm not. The minute we get lost, we see a convenient exit sign? Sketch. But whatever we pick, I think we gotta do it together. I think you're smarter than you let on. And I think that was secretly a compliment. Uh, you wanna wish me luck before I test fate? No, let's just get out of here. Says that to me. His own brother, telling me I'm hysterical. He's hysterical. And that's homophobic. Something. What is that? Coming from that door there that should be locked. Isn't that mysterious? Oh, ow! Holy shit, that uh, door just flew! We're behind City Hall? Good afternoon, ladies. Uh, hey there? Mr. O'Connell? I heard you hammering on that door there and thought you needed a hand. Unless I was interrupting something. Isabella, are you finally taking my advice? I could probably recommend some better spots around town for a little afternoon delight, but that's resourceful, certainly, considering it was locked. Mr. O'Connell, you have got to stop trying to set me up with people. Afternoon delight? Well, come on out of there. You two are all dusty. Quite a little adventure, huh? Let's just close this up. If it was locked, how did you open it? Hmm? You just said the door was locked, but you let us out. Why is there a door connected to a tunnel that leads from the library to the backside of City Hall? What's it for? Maintenance? Bullshit. I'm very glad you two are getting along. 
Have you found what you're looking for yet, Jack? Uh, it's a work in progress. You... Say, Jack, you didn't happen to be out late last night, did you? Walking, say, from the bar to the hotel, which would have taken you right past our office. Uh, yeah, actually. How the hell did you know what that? What time, would you say? Around one, maybe? You didn't happen to see anything out of the ordinary with your detective eyes, did you? Nobody suspicious wandering around? I don't think I saw anybody. Did you? It was quiet when I closed the bar. Why? Oh, we had a break-in. I was hoping you knew something about it. Are you asking if I broke into your office? Did you? No! As I suspected. You might be interested in what was stolen, though. What'd they take? All of the archived print papers from 2001 and 2002. Nothing else. Not even my wallet, which I had left behind. Or any of my paintings, which aren't worthless, no matter what Ben says. You're shitting me. No shit here. We have some of it archived digitally, but it was an ongoing project. What's so special about 2002? I was just looking through all those papers. Go ahead and insert some kind of witty line about coincidences, if you want. I've hit my limit. For the year. And he asks me if I just misplaced them. Can you imagine misplacing every edition of a paper for two whole years? Just setting them down in the wrong spot. Duncan, he goes. You know how scatterbrained you are. Well, Mark... Maybe if it was just me, I'd understand, but my husband is the most meticulous man I've ever met. It's a good quality, Isabella. One to look out for. Thanks. Who's Mark? My brother. He's the chief of police. You do look alike now that you mention it. You met him? Well, he's annoyed with me because I put Katie Millay's photo on the front page. An ongoing investigation, police business, fear-mongering. The public has a right to know what's going on in this town. Don't you agree? Mr. O'Connell. Well, I've got to run. Off to buy a new lock and a real security camera. Mr. O'Connell! God damn it. He never answered your question. Didn't want to even try to give me an explanation, did he? Knows why I'm asking, and he doesn't even bother. What the hell did he know? Well, he's lived here a long time. We've been here longer. Are you okay? Fine. You both just seem like you're saying one thing and you mean something else. Let's get out of the street. Do we really have to sit in my car? Can't we, I don't know, go to a coffee shop? The hotel? No. If we're staking out, I can go get us some donuts and coffee. Or a Cornetto. You really think someone's gonna eavesdrop? I know they do. What are you afraid someone's gonna overhear? That we found a weird door? Or that Duncan O'Connell knew about it? Yes. What Tom said last night about the things that go on here. That every family has a story? Something they can't explain. That the people who live in superstition don't want to think about it. That's not true. He wasn't lying. He doesn't want to think about it that way. Tom has his reasons to believe things play out in a straight line. You're saying there are people in this town who know more than they're letting on? Yes. 
and not just about, you know, whose kids are screwing and whose grandparents hustle drugs on the side? About all of it. Things happen. Weird things. People jump to make it go away, while others scramble to write it down somewhere so it won't be forgotten. And they fight about it. And whoever's hurt, or missing, or going through something terrible is stuck in the middle. And they've been doing this for a long time. A divide. Like, one brother who wants his missing person's case to stay quiet, and another who tries to put it on the front page of the paper. You're getting the idea. I thought I didn't get along with my brother. It was just a guess, because Mr. O'Connell's so good at diverting my questions he might be a gymnast. What side are you on? Neither. That's why it's just a guess. But you came to that conclusion a lot faster than I did. Took me years to notice that something was right under my face, took leaving and coming back. I remember asking my dad about it a few months after we both moved back here, and he just said, I was wondering when you'd pick up on it. You didn't have any idea when you were a kid? Tried to add things up sometimes, and couldn't. But kids are kids, you know? The world is too big for you to understand. But when you moved back, you got savvy? Not right away, but then I got sick. Maybe two months after I came back, a stomach thing. I didn't think that much of it until I realized it was getting worse, and it wasn't just me. What happened? I fainted behind the bar, and for three days I was in horrible pain. I thought it was appendicitis or something, so Dad dragged me to the hospital to find it crammed full of people with the exact same symptoms. Oh, so this is your way of telling me you're actually a zombie. You think this is funny, but it's not. Really. Susan Williamson broke a window with a brick to get in. We didn't even try to stay. Good call, because nobody could figure out what was causing it. There were talks of quarantine, but before it could get that far. This is kind of gross and personal. How the turntables. Don't start. I was lying in bed when the pain got worse. I'm pretty good at handling that kind of thing, but this... It felt like something was crawling up into my esophagus. I couldn't breathe, I couldn't cough, couldn't yell for help. I felt something in my throat and then in my mouth, and then I started coughing up hair. Human hair. It was blonde and dark, all colors. I pulled feet of it out of my throat, and... When it was gone, I coughed up some blood, and then my fever went away, and I felt fine. When it was happening, I thought I was hallucinating, but my dad saw it happen. Then I thought it was the curse. But it was everywhere, all across town, people spitting up human hair. <sighs> That's disgusting. I did warn you. What caused it? No idea. They ran medical tests. Nobody could come up with a reason. The city's official statement was that there was contaminants in the water, and they installed a new filtration system and tried to get everyone to forget of it. But it didn't end there. This was before Duncan O'Connell moved back here and married Ben Bryant, but Ben still ran the paper. Flora Gonzalez, she's retired now, but she wrote the gardening column for decades, wrote this front-page story. Some of it was her account of what happened, but the rest... 
She didn't have answers, but she had some guesses. She was sure someone had cursed the whole town. She was actually sure it was Susan Williamson's ex-husband, but he skipped town right before this happened. She really wanted the police to go after him. I don't understand if someone, one side, wants people to know, wouldn't they want you to know? Or they want you to know the outcome, but not how the sausage gets made. My family's always been outsiders here. We're not in on it, whatever truth they're all protecting. I could live here for a hundred years and I wouldn't be one of them, but I'm not an idiot. I pour their beer, I listen to their gossip, and I draw my own conclusions. Why didn't you tell me this yesterday? You would have upset Tom, and you weren't asking the right questions. And now? I think you're willing to bust open a lot of doors that some people in superstition think are best kept locked. So, do you think that if, uh, big if, mind you, because I don't know yet, but if something happened to Kate Millay, that someone in this town knows why? That sounds like something worth looking into, doesn't it? I watched her go across the parking lot and back towards the front of the library where her motorcycle was parked. I watched her hop onto it, pull on her helmet, and drive off, breaking the speed limit. And suddenly, something Tom said last night jumped out at me and wouldn't be ignored. If every family in this town has a story, someone who went missing or who died in a strange and horrible way, something they can't explain, some secret they don't want coming out, if that's true of every family that lives in superstition, then what the hell is Isabella's? Why did I let you talk me into this? <sighs> you asked me to come with you. I can't believe that you do this for fun. How do you know about the cemetery mound? It's a big rock. It's kind of hard to miss. I think I'm going to puke. Uh, well, aim over there. Boy, it's a nice afternoon. I haven't been out here in a long time. You know, I used to when my... Uh, with my brother. Hey, why didn't Isabella come along? I kind of expected her. Well, we already had an interesting morning and I didn't want to push it. She's into climbing big rocks? Yeah, we've gone climbing together a few times. Why are you so curious? Speaking of things that you're into... Don't be nosy. You don't swing that way? That's not what I said. Why? Are you saying she... Now who's nosy? Sure am. Tell me about Jenny. Is it really that obvious? <laughs> Surprised you haven't swallowed your tongue. <sighs> She's really something. Please don't tell me this is one of those you've known her since you were kids and you've been waiting for her to notice you things. What? <laughs> I knew her in school, but we weren't friends. She was closer with my brother, actually. When I moved back here, I couldn't stop noticing her. You could ask her out. You're a good-looking guy. What now? Hey, Jenny. I know your sister's missing, and you're terrified, and you definitely kind of blame me for that. 
but I was wondering if you want to get a drink sometime. I don't have much game, but even I know that's a swing and a miss. It had taken us about an hour to ascend the cemetery mound, hiking up a winding trail for a ways and then climbing the last few hundred feet. He'd brought along gear and a water bottle that looked like it could run calculations, it was so fancy. But he talked me through the whole thing, and the view was worth it. The land out here wasn't flat, not once you got away from the road. Rocks and hills cut through stretches of scrub and trees, jagged and red-white. Huge slabs of sandstone stacked together looked alien. I wasn't about to take up outdoor exercise as a regular activity by any means, but it was pretty amazing. What are you looking for, exactly? I don't know. Whoever sent me that postcard and directed me to find the journal wants me to come up here. Because they circled it on a brochure? There's nowhere to hide anything. He had a point. The rock the locals called the Cemetery Mound was a huge, reddish slab of sandstone. I circled the rock once or twice, end to end, found a few lizards, lots of small plants, but nothing that looked like it had been left for me. It felt like nobody had been up here in ages. At a loss, I began to brush the red sand from the surface of one of those rocks with one hand. I was thinking about things that get lost and left behind, and I didn't think much of it until my finger found a groove in the rock, and then a second one. X marks the spot. Sometimes golden eagles hang out beyond those rocks over there. Let's get the old binoculars out and see. Sure is a clear day. Really? It's going to be that literal? Yep. Definitely a golden eagle. You ever seen a golden eagle? Huh? Uh, that's nice. There's something buried under here. I bet I can just... Who is that on the ground there? I bet I can get a closer look. It looked just like... A box. Looks like it's been here for a long time. Where'd he go? It was just a trick of the light, but... There is something down there near that big rock. Something blue. Ugh, it's locked. That's insane, but... Is there a key? Oh my god. Jack? Come on, why would you leave me something I can't open? Come look at this, Jack. There's a car out there. That's what roads are for, right? Come down here and help me open this. Not on the road. Out there. It... It looks like... What the hell is that? You actually found something? Actually, your ass. Come here and bust it open. I'm, I'm not playing games. I think I found... I'm not asking you to jump in for a round of parcheesi, pal. That's Kate's car. What? Come here and take a look. I see it. A blue PT Cruiser? Are, are you sure? There's only one person in town who drives a car that ugly. What, what do we do? How's your truck going to do off-road? I think we can test it. Uh, wait. Did you want to... Open that? No, it can wait. Let's get the hell off this rock. Tom drove with a purpose while I tried to pop the lock on the old metal box. There was really no way to tell how long it had been buried there. Probably years. I was dying to know what was inside, because something told me that this was the next step. 
the next clue in a mystery I'd long given up on. And there was a part of me that wanted to ask, what would have happened if I had gone looking, really looking, all those years ago? I tried when I was younger. Filled with the certainty that I didn't have the whole story, I'd tried to get somebody with more authority than a 13-year-old girl to do something, anything, to figure out what had happened to them. But then I'd gotten tired of trying, gotten tired of being laughed at. It was easier to lie and pretend like I'd forgotten it than tell the truth, which was that I knew, somehow, deep down, that none of it was really over. More than anything, I wanted to turn the truck around and go back to town, buy a bolt cutter and a drink, and figure out what I'd found. But Tom had his lieutenant hero face on, and if this would lead us to the girl, I couldn't ask him or her to wait. You just got passed by a girl? Hm. Cute bumper sticker. It's pretty unmistakable. It really is a horrible car. Think it's unlocked? Wait, that's... Okay, you did it already. Oh, boy. No keys. I'm gonna pop the trunk, see if anything's inside. I'm getting fired for this. Yeah, there's a backpack in here. Nothing else, though. She's got a little rabbit foot hanging over the window. And there's a bunch of straw on the floor? That's... Uh Uh-oh. What now? Uh... I think you better come look at this. Uh, What is it? Oh. It's along the inside of the passenger side door. Do you really think it's... I mean, it could be ketchup? Jelly? No, I'm pretty sure it's blood. Do you think it's hers? Do you think it's not? I have to call this in, Jack. This is... There's blood on the passenger side, on the knob, like someone hit their head entering or exiting the car. It's unlocked. No keys. Could you see this from the road? We drove by yesterday. It's too far away and hidden behind those rocks. This wasn't left out here to be found. If we hadn't climbed up the mound, I don't think we'd have seen it either. We were led to it. What? Nothing. Uh, Tom, how did it get here? Uh, Don't touch anything, okay? Do you see tire treads? At all? No. I didn't even notice. We wouldn't have seen it if we hadn't climbed up the rock today. We were led here. Someone wanted us to find this. Jack. How did it get out here? And all this straw? Was it towed? Or pulled by a big truck? How big? Like yours. That's not funny. It's not meant to be funny. Are you saying you think I... No. But someone could. This car is really hidden. And we found it together without really looking for it. You think that someone put it here on purpose? To get me in trouble? You said it, not me. It can't be an accident that someone sent me hunting for buried treasure on the top of that rock if that's also the only angle we could have spotted this car from, right? Can it? Jack, someone sent you that note almost two weeks ago now. Kate didn't go missing until last week. It's not possible. It's more likely they overheard we were going to climb today. Or, or, it's just... You know it's not. A coincidence. Someone led us here. Maybe. But I'm a little disturbed that you're asking me why, rather than who. 
Tom called the police station on his radio because neither of our cell phones had any service and we waited together as the sky darkened. Kate Millay was missing, with a capital M. Someone took her. She'd been taken. I met Tom's eyes as he radioed in our location. We understood each other in that half second and neither of us said it out loud because saying it would make it real. And that would come later. Out here, beyond the outskirts of town, the possibility seemed gruesome and endless. Someone or something. Maybe Kate wasn't so crazy, after all. Maybe I should call my brother back. Let him know that I'm right here and not... not... Everyone who knew us came up with their own explanations for what happened when the police couldn't offer any. My aunt is convinced that something happened to them. Passive subjects of violence to them, rather than by them. She'd want it to be something sensational, a serial killer, someone with a grudge. That seems like the logical answer to an impossible question, doesn't it? Things happen to people all the time. A misplaced gunshot, a car crash, a heart attack. But when people die, they leave bodies behind. They say it's pretty standard for the grieving party to hold out hope in cases like this. They say it's normal that I see them every time I leave the house, in crowds, on television, when I answer the phone. Dan believes that they left. I don't know what he thinks their reasons were. They left, and then something happened, so they never came home. It's how he can bear it, I think. He was so grown up then, at only 20. When I was 20, I was angry and wandering and running my head into walls. Our parents abandoned him, so he took responsibility for what was left of our family, put it on his back, and carried it on into the future. I didn't want to be carried anywhere. I know that sounds ungrateful. You wouldn't be wrong to think we've got more in common than I like to admit, Dan and I. Not that I love saying it, but we both locked everything up from everyone else, including each other. One definition of sentience is the ability to suffer. Right now, there are a lot of us here with that in common. Thank you for listening to Superstition. Have you, too, discovered a vital piece of evidence that suggests the world as you know it is more dangerous and terrible than you imagined? Or are you just enjoying the show? Let us know. Leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen, and contact us on Twitter at Pod Superstition. So, where is Kate Millay? Does someone know what happened to her? Why does everyone in this town seem to know more than they're telling? What's going on with Jack's parents? Is that chupacabra real? Are we ever going to find out what Oliver Bishop was looking for? Those are all great questions. We'll be back in a couple of weeks for the second half of season one. In the meantime, don't open any doors that you shouldn't, unless you're really sure what's on the other side is going to be worth it. <laughs>